welcome to another episode of the Welcome to the Table podcast. My name is Sean. And my name is Khalil. And we like to explore disciplines, uh, ancient practices. Um, we like to explore church history. We like to uh, explore a lot of different themes and, that are theological and even attributes of God in the hopes to kind of help us live our life for Jesus in this cultural moment. What does it look like for normal, everyday followers of Jesus to grow in our faith, to walk with Jesus, to uh, share with those around us in our sphere of influence? And that's kind of what we're going to be jumping into during this episode, Khalil. Yeah, we want to talk about evangelism. Uh, we have, we've done a few different episodes that have touched on evangelism. I think really the whole Christian faith is evangelistic and uh, evangelism is really just the act of sharing our faith with the goal of people coming to a saving faith in Jesus Christ through our sharing. So a lot of times we talk about evangelism and we talk about discipleship, which is helping people grow in Christ. And we talk about them like they're two different things, right. uh, but really we only have one life and it's really one journey. So evangelism is that piece of sharing with people who do not already know Christ. And as they come to a saving faith in him, we shift into discipling them to grow in that faith with him, which is when we're spiritual practices and disciplines and reading our Bible and and knowing the word of God uh, begin to shape us. But evangelism requires the church, the body of Christ, those of us who have come to faith in him, it requires us to step out of our comfort zone, step out of ourselves, and to go back out into our world to proclaim the good news of what Jesus Christ has accomplished for the world, for us, and for all of those who don't already know what he has done. And I know it can be intimidating. It can yeah. be scary. A lot of times I think, oh man, you know, what if I mess up? I, I, I'm, I'm scared. I, you know, I have family who don't know Jesus and I, I care so much about that. But we also need to remember that God is always at work in the world and in the lives of people. He's always shaping things. He's always working on hearts. John 12, 32 tells us that uh, God is actively drawing people to himself. It says, and I, this is Jesus, when I'm lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. Through the Holy Spirit, God is always at work in drawing people to a relationship with him. Second Peter 3, 9 says that the Lord is not slow to fulfill the promises or his promises as some count slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance, that everyone mm -hmm. should come to faith in him. If we remember John three sixteen, it tells us that God so loved the world that he gave his only son that so wh whoever might believe in him would receive eternal life. So this is the heartbeat of God. Right. God's heart is for people to come to know him, and he desires to use those of us who do know him to share him with the world around us. Yeah, we and I think it's easy for us to get intimidated by this word because— the etymology carries with it all kinds of connotations. Mm. Like, but what we're talking about when it comes to faithful followers of Jesus, if you are a disciple of his, it's gospel proclamation mm -hmm. because everybody's evangelizing at some level. Sure. Like everybody's evangelizing something. You look at the marketing, you look at any kind of business, business venture. Um, everybody's trying to evangelize. So we don't get intimidated by all of those things, but there's mm -hmm. other things that are attached for whatever reason, you know, there's a multiple re reasoning, but really we just like you simplified it, Khalil, and it's it, that gospel proclamation that all people will come to know this Jesus who we have entrusted our lives to. Yeah. And I love what you say that everyone's evangelizing in some way. I mean, when we use the word evangelism, 
we're talking about sharing our faith, but right. really everyone is sharing. We, we share our yeah. favorite TV show. We share our favorite music, Spotify playlist or Apple music playlist. Um, I was just thinking about a bunch of different apps I have that say, man, invite someone to this app and yeah. get $10 or get a discount on your membership. <laughs> and through that, people are sharing. So everyone is sharing something. Right. Jesus is the most important person or thing that we could ever share right. because eternities depend on relationship with him. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Apart from him, no one can come to know the Father. And what I know is that a lot of times when I'm thinking about sharing my faith, it's my lack of experience that gets in the way of me practicing it. Mm -hmm. um, right. You know, with anything, the less you've done it, so if you've never done it, it can be intimidating and a little nerve-wracking especially if you know how incredibly important it is. I mean, if you understand the heart of the gospel and you know that apart from someone right. putting their faith in Jesus, they are damned to uh, eternity apart from God, where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth, then you get that this is the most important thing ever. Right. And a lot of times I'm afraid of doing it wrong because of that reason. I know that I don't want to be the one that because I, I, I presented the gospel poorly or I was argumentative <laughs> or I, I just didn't do it well, someone chooses not to believe in Jesus. And that oftentimes gets in the way of me stepping out, even when I feel that Holy Spirit nudge that I'm supposed to share. Yeah, and we're basing it on basically our performance and or that I'm not the professional. Like mm -hmm. we've got this idea that, you know, although there is a uh, vocational or gifted a gift for evangelism that doesn't mean we all don't enter into this mm -hmm. uh, like you said we when you come to faith and knowledge of jesus you've placed him as your author and authority you are automatically in mm -hmm. for this and it's beautiful to know that it doesn't depend on me and yeah. my experience and my uh, professionalism or lack thereof. Yeah. Um, but that can be a barrier. I know it's been a barrier to me as well. I know so many times mm. I've, well, I've just, I don't know if I've represented Jesus or the Christian mm. faith really well. Yeah. <laughs> and so that can be intimidating and we understand that we acknowledge sure. that. Um, for sure. But yeah. And I just think as you talked about that, you know, in the book of Joshua, right in the first chapter, God says, be strong and courageous, be strong and very courageous. He says, mm -hmm. for the Lord God is with you wherever you go. Yeah. And maybe we need that reminder too, because what happens is if the whole church is intimidated and timid and no one's evangelizing, no one will be saved. Right. And that needs to be a driving motivator. So to quote someone, and uh, it's, we, we have this book that we're kind of going to base some of this off of. It's a really great book. It's called The Sacrament of Evangelism uh, by Jerry Root and Guthrie. Stan and Guthrie, uh, yeah. to, to quote Jerry Root, he says, you know, if no one is doing something that should be done, it is better that someone does it poorly <laughs> than that it not be done at all. Right. And maybe that should motivate us that even if we're doing our evangelistic process, we're stumbling over it and we're messing up. It's better that we're sharing Christ to the level that we can than that we don't share him with people at all. Yeah. G.K. Chesterton says it this way. I love how he puts this. If a thing is worth doing, it is worth doing badly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I've done it bad. Yeah. I've done it bad, you know. Uh, so it, it, it's good. And, you know, recognizing, you know, Khalil, we're going to unpack this a little bit more. But recognizing that Jesus, his spirit is always at work, mm -hmm. you know. It really isn't contingent upon my words and how flashy I am or how fluid or clean I am with my presentation of the gospel or if I've got everything intellectually uh, buttoned up and tied down, 
And so that right out the gate for this podcast, it probably will be a series of podcasts because we believe mm-hmm. this is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, that should relieve us a little bit to know, oh, I can do this poorly and 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 Jesus is still cheering me on yeah <laughs> you know and like okay let's keep going so so we're, we're gonna unpack that a little bit more in in this in this one but yeah and we want to encourage you to all of us will experience this and the more you seek to evangelize the more you step out of your comfort zone and do this the more you'll see yourself grow in it i mean you ever start a sport or start learning an instrument or whatever it, it's always a little clumsy maybe you you get a new job and you have that first day of training and it's just really uncomfortable well, the more you do it, the more comfortable you become and the better you get at what you do. So uh, we want to encourage you that the more you share your faith, the more you will actually grow. But some of the challenges that come up along with this that, well, actually, it's the way in which we grow is that as you share your faith and you're more bold in that, you'll notice that more people will begin to ask you questions about yeah. Jesus, more questions about your faith. Uh, as, I, as I grew to become bold in living my faith, not just in the church walls, but actually in the streets, in the coffee shop, in the places I went, suddenly people started asking me questions about my faith, which does encourage me in the fact that if, you'll, if you are a good witness, people get curious. Yeah. Um, but the more that you take people's questions seriously, the more you're also going to grow as you begin to dig into your faith to answer those questions because the reality is you don't have all the answers. And sharing Jesus is actually going to help you gain a deeper understanding of your life in Christ more than if you were to sit idly by and not participate in this process of evangelism. So uh, Jerry Root says that in the act of wrestling with the questions of others, we discover more about God and his presence. And I think that's really, really cool to know that God shapes us as we step out in faith. You said this is interesting, a cultural perspective, and I don't want to pass by what you said here, that it's um, it's okay to not have all the answers. Mm. It's actually endearing mm. to those who do not share the same faith as you yeah. or myself that there's an authenticity to mm-hmm. it. There's a genuineness. There's a realness that's inviting. It's warm. It's relational. Mm. There's some organicness to it. When I don't come across as the person who has all the answers, automatically, I'm a pastor. If I say it, I've got barriers. So mm-hmm. I try not to say it, not because I'm embarrassed about being a pastor, but because I want I want people to understand right out the gate, especially those who are not followers of Jesus, that I'm a person just like them. I struggle just like them. I don't mm-hmm. have all this figured out. Yeah. And then it invites people into a pilgrimage, mm. a journey together, not a sage from the stage, but someone who is walking with them, guiding from the side, and we're learning together. Um, even if they aren't following Jesus, even if there are disagreements and things that they see differently, it's uh, it's inviting to know that hey we're gonna figure this out together. Yeah, I think it. I think that's really important too because um, I think a lot of times we feel the pressure of the moment I say I'm a Christian, maybe everyone's gonna expect me to know everything about Christianity, mm-hmm. and we don't have to. And maybe that is a real pressure. People think, oh, if you're a Christian, you know everything. But the <laughs> moment we say we don't, it invites us into a conversation and a journey together, and. I mean, being a follower of Jesus is not a saying, I know all the answers. It's just saying, I know the one who is the answer. And we continue to move people towards him. And I think that's one of the most freeing thoughts for me is that non-believers, people who don't know Jesus, 
can oftentimes think that Christians come off really hypocritical. Right. And, and so the moment you admit that you don't know everything or you aren't a professional, it can actually be one of the most powerful things you could ever it's do disarming. in that relationship. Yeah, it's disarming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I like it. You touched on this. I'm getting all jazzed up right now, bro. Uh, there's a big difference between having certainty and having confidence. Mm. I don't have certainty. No one really does. Right. I mean, there's there's some things that we can be certain of, I guess. You know, you can, but I do have confidence mm-hmm. in who Jesus says he is. Um, I do have confidence in uh, placing my trust in him and the scriptures. I think it's helpful for us to realize that certainty isn't what we're after. Like, we can be confident. Like, that's something that we need to... There, there are things that I can be confident of that I can land my feet on. Mm-hmm. Um, but certainty is not, is not uh, the, in, my, the intention of my faith. It's, it's not to be certain in things, mm-hmm. but confident. Um, yeah, and then that even comes back to the word faith. We right. have faith that Jesus is who he says he is, that Jesus is true, that, that all of his words are right. But it doesn't mean we know everything. And so um, I right. felt that pressure a lot that I had to know everything before I could get started. And it is absolutely debilitating because yeah. you will never know it all. So, <laughs> yeah. so the, that brings us bound around with that in mind, just to how do we even begin to get started with evangelism? If it's something that Jesus is calling us to do, and it is in the Great Commission, uh, which is in several different places, most famously Matthew 28, you right. know, go and tell the world, go and make disciples, teach them what I have commanded you, baptize mm-hmm. them in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, know that I'm, I'm with you always to the end of the age. If that is our commission right now, and evangelism is what we're supposed to step into, how do we begin? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it starts with prayer. I mean, really, it's a posture, if you if you will, of humility that we don't know everything, and then praying for our friends, praying hmm. for our family, calling people out by name. Um, if you don't have this heart for reaching out or maybe you're there's a fear it's praying those things out loud it's talking to jesus out loud about these things these are the things i'm struggling with this uh rejuvenate my heart renew Mm. me mold me shape me to want and desire and to push past these these things i think it starts with our heart Mm -hmm. that we need to uh, form or morph our heart needs to be morphed to look like the heart of Jesus. One of the things that I do often, not even I need to do it more with this evangelism piece, but um, it's help me to see the world the way you do Jesus. Help yeah. me to see the every day, the day in the day out, the way you see, help me to pay attention. Um, yeah. That makes me think about even like our Micah Mac episode, you know, talking mm-hmm. about lost people and a lot of things that we, we know is our heart needs to break for lost people. Mm-hmm. And I have found that that only happens in me through prayer and prayer invites the Holy Spirit, the power of God in our hearts to change our hearts. And so we can pray that our hearts would break for lost people, that we would sense that burden, because once you sense that burden, you are compelled then to respond um, and that we would trust God to use, you know, our words. Like in prayer, I have to say, God, 
would you use my words beyond my own ability? There's so many times I walk away from an evangelistic conversation with someone and I go, I don't know if that was the best way to say that or if I really hit the nail on the head or if I did exactly right. But I always pray going away from those conversations and I always say, God, would you do what you will with that? Would you take what I said and will you make it what it needs to be in someone's life? I'm sorry, I was thinking of a story mm. where I um, I was at a restaurant. I think I was in Seaside, Oregon, and I was talking to a uh, my waiter or waitress. I can't remember, and we we're just chatting it up. I I really do like to to get to know those who are are serving me and I, I want them to know that I see them, you mm-hmm. know, as a real person. And we were just chatting through some of their life issues and stuff. And one of the things that they were struggling with, that is some rough, just some, some issues that they were struggling with, not, not following Jesus at all. And my basic response to them was, I mean, the Holy spirit laid it on a silver platter for me. <laughs> Here I am. I'm this pastor. I've got all this this academic and theological training and years of experience in preaching and writing and research. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh man, that sucks. I'm sorry to hear it. That's exactly <laughs> what I said to them. I couldn't out about an hour later after, you know, I pay the bill, everything I leave, I, man, the Holy spirit just said, that probably wasn't the best thing to say, Sean. <laughs> now I, I could beat myself up mm-hmm. over that or, you know, but, but I felt this, warm um uh just sense come upon me that that you know what but i've got you mm-hmm. kind of thing um i one of the things that this discipline this ancient practice really helps us with and when we when we posture ourselves here starting with prayer um is i recognize that man god's really big <laughs> he's way bigger than my mistakes mm my my omission the things i omit and don't say or forget to say i just blanked and i've done it several times grateful that i don't always do that but there's just been times where i've not stepped into the door that was wide open for me someone's pouring out their heart and i'm like wow that's just a bummer i'm Mm -hmm. sorry to hear that i could have at least said hey let me pray for you about that. Mm -hmm. But I didn't even do that. Unbelievable. So just, just encourages you all. Hopefully to to (laughs) know that we, we all miss the mark sometimes. And what's amazing is that the Holy spirit is so gracious with us and giving us those opportunities. Um, and he doesn't beat us up when we miss them. He will always put another opportunity in front of us, but it reminds me of something you pray often, or you've, you've talked about often is just praying, you know, Holy spirit, Help me to pay attention right. because maybe even in that moment, there was just a little bit of not paying attention Oh yeah. or I've had moments where I know the Holy spirit is speaking, but I'm still like, mm, I'm scared. And I've just <laughs> kind of neglected the moment. But, um, True. at the same time, when, when we pray for people, like you mentioned earlier, it moves our heart towards them. It opens right. our eyes to see as God sees. And we do need to be praying for people, uh, Root says in his book, you know, if you're not praying for the people in your sphere of influence, we're probably missing a ton of opportunities to share Christ with people. Right. Um, Jesus, and I would say Jesus made it clear, right, that people really do want to hear. People get curious. They ask oh, questions, yeah. especially when your faith is on display. But we must be willing to speak up about it. And, and we need to do our best and trust God with the results of that. Yeah. I mean, go to your favorite uh, coffee shop. 
maybe you're even getting a to-go order and you're walking in and have your Bible in your hand. Mm. Um, if you sit down in a whatever Panera Bread or any sit-down restaurant or place, take your Bible with you and just put it on the on the, on the table and you'll know mm. that you will have opportunities. Uh, people will chat with you, especially if you're frequenting those places. Mm. So, um, yeah, so it's important for this prayer piece is so, so crucial. And, yeah. and recognize what it does is it helps us remember that salvation is not up to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't save people. Like, I, I am a conduit. I am in partnership with Holy Spirit and what he is doing. Yeah. I mean, we've said it a few times because we can't overemphasize that. Mm-hmm. Um, simply because, in one sense, our American mentality is I'm going to pull myself up by my bootstraps very individualistic I can do this it's on me if it's not on anybody else it's on me you know Mm -hmm. kind of thing and so that prayer piece helps us with that posture of our heart evangelism starts by allowing our hearts to be shaped through a process of prayer Mm -hmm. and uh moving from there you know we really and I love that Sean salvation isn't up to me I'm not the one who saves Jesus is the one who saves but I do get to participate with Absolutely. him, and he's chosen to use me. So it's beautiful. So kind of the next thing we we can do in that process is begin to just know our audience, know the people we're talking to. I think it's important to remember that good evangelism really requires us to know who we're talking to. And what I mean by that is the fact that we look around us and we know everybody is different. Yeah. There's people with so many different styles and, and the music they like and life experiences and they're from different regions and countries. Everyone is different. Mm-hmm. And so we need to know the people that we're talking to on a deep enough level, which I will say requires us to be in some relationship Absolutely. and to be invested in lives. Because the moment you know someone's fears, you know their relationship struggles, you know their personal failures, the way they've fallen short, the, the things they battle with and struggle with. When you know that, you're able to then communicate the gospel in a way that truly affects their heart. Yeah. And people are always asking, whether they realize it or not, they're saying, what does Jesus have to do with my life personally? Right. Um, you know, Some may think that Jesus or Christianity is irrelevant to them. And so they're asking in their heart, what does Jesus have to do with my life personally? And when you know your audience and you know what's going on in their heart, that is when you can speak the gospel directly to their heart. And we need to remember that it's their heart that's our, our target, not their head. It's not an intellectual battle, but God wants to have be on the throne of their heart. And so knowing people and being in a relationship with them changes the way you present the gospel. It doesn't change the truth, but it will change the way we communicate. Yeah, methodology is very, very important, and not in a way that's manipulative or any way. Uh, that's why, again, it starts with prayer and posture in your heart. But, um, yeah, do we really know people? Mm-hmm. Are we having conversations in coffee? Um, the table is so important. We've talked about the table. Great episode with my rabbi friend, Sean Moore. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't listened to that, I encourage you, encourage you. I've listened to it twice, and we did the interview. So it's, it's like really it, good. it is a fantastic interview, very challenging. The importance of the meal table and the game table and the coffee table, we must utilize it not just to form um, relationships within the body and our community, which is very important, but to form relationships with those who are not following Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's a great space to do that to help us know our audience so yeah. and when we talk about knowing people i just felt pressed to not just knowing what they post on social media mm-hmm. we're all posting mm-hmm. some vision or image of ourselves but right um, i i know a lot of people but i don't know that many people deeply 
and that's mm-hmm. a challenge and conviction for me but the True. more you know people on a deep personal level and sh- and walk in vulnerability the more you'll see opportunities to speak yeah. into their life or you'll you'll be paying attention you'll go wow this might be a moment where God would have me speak, where God would have me share him with this person. Yeah. No, it's true. It's true. So we move from know your audience to know yourself. I'm going to let you, yeah. I'm going to let you take this one. Khalil, you got excited about this right here. Well, you know, Something. John Calvin says <laughs> <laughs> without knowledge of self, there's no knowledge of God. He then says that without knowledge of God, there can be no knowledge of self. So what's going on here? Well, the, the point is, is really that a deep knowledge of the presence of God in our lives makes it possible to look honestly at ourselves. And if we don't start by looking honestly at our own lives, yeah. our own failures, our own shortcomings, our own need for Jesus, uh, who we are in, in reality, well, evangelism can stop there, right? Because you totally. said in relationship, as we're talking to people, people already think we're hypocritical sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And when we don't know ourselves, the reality is we probably are. And mm. so we, we need to take an honest look at ourselves and take an inventory. And I think that honest look helps us to then evangelize more sincerely and humbly. Yeah, humbly. That's important. Yeah. I would, I mean, just to add to that, you know, recognition recognizing reality i need jesus to save me every i need it too Mm. salvation is and sanctification is progressive like that i am a work in progress just as much as the person down the hall in the office space i work at Mm. or the the cashier um at my at my uh local grocery store or my local barista or whatever whoever um i am as much in progress and process as they are. Yeah, we were all at one point sinners in need of a savior, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And I think when we allow God to reveal those things to us, it helps us put ourselves on the same playing field as the people we're talking to. I'm not better than them. I don't get anything more right. I just know God's grace and then walking in it and allowing him to change mm-hmm. me. So uh, know yourself, take an inventory of yourself. And that also allows you to know your story enough to share. Your testimony totally. is going to be a big part of evangelism. And I think in a, one of our later episodes on evangelism, we'll talk about that and give you some really practical tools on how to begin sharing. Right. Um, but as we take that inventory of ourselves, you also can't sit there too long. If you just sit and look at your imperfections forever, you're going to say, who am I to even (laughs) think that I can share Jesus? And again, it's not about who you are. It's about who Christ is and what he's done for you. And that is what you're sharing. So we we can't let that get in the way of us beginning. We need to start right away. We need to start right away instead of waiting until we figure it out or we get our whole act together or our lives together. And, you know, uh, we'll explain why a little bit, too, as we're diving into method. But is there anything else you want to say on that? No, I just think um, something that my dad has continued to say to me is that know thyself. Mm. And, um, you know, all the other disciplines we have uh, talked about and will continue to kind of talk about as more of introductory, these all help shape us, help form us and morph us into the image uh, that we were meant to be. And so um, remembering, like you said, that in a different way, Jesus is far more interested in doing something in us than he is through us. The through us portion and the around us is all is inevitable. It's going to happen. But remember he, he's one, he, he wants a relationship with you. He wants to form and conform and transfigure. And so, 
rest in that. Yeah. And so we're saying, hey, get started right now before you know anything. <laughs> that, that might sound kind of crazy, right? Uh, it, it, it does seem crazy to start evangelizing right away, right away, yeah. right now, not, not tomorrow, but today. Uh, but we want to remind you what we said early in the beginning. God is already at work in people's mm-hmm. lives, drawing, him, drawing people to himself. And so, you know, I want to ask you, Sean, mm-hmm. as we think about this, why evangelize before you have knowledge and skill other than just God is already at work? Or what are the other benefits and things going on there? Yeah, really quickly, it makes you more teachable. Mm. Um, when you jump in full, full go, it makes you humble. Um, and really, if you jump in and go for it, it shows that there's a level of humility already. Mm. Um, it's you, 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 it shows that it, you, in a weird way, makes you vulnerable to where you're uh, fully at the, the the mercy of Holy Spirit, and there's a reliability on God um, that it's kind of an adventure. Mm. It's kind of thrilling because you recognize that I am totally relying on the Holy Spirit to help me here, um, and so there's you're you're expecting that God is going to show up. Mm-hmm. And so there's a reliability there. There's an expectancy there. There's a, there's a, uh, a real anticipation there. Mm-hmm. And that's exciting because you're a partner in what Jesus is doing uh, and what his spirit's doing. And um, yeah, those are a couple of thoughts. Yeah. And if you expect God to show up, then you really don't have any reason to be afraid in the, in the first place. Oh yeah. Um, God's presence encourages us. This is something I was thinking about. Just, it encourages us to take risks. Mm-hmm. And when we are outside of our comfort zone, we don't have all the information. We don't have all the knowledge. We need God to show up. Yeah. Well, that opens the doors for the miraculous. And whenever something miraculous takes place where we don't take the credit, God gets all the glory and that's his desire. Yeah, and I would say that there's few things that reveal how majestic and magnificent and how holy and how big our God is. Miracles would be one, mm. uh, for sure, but it's this ancient practice of evangelism is another. Uh, mm. There's a few others, but I would say that evangelism really uh, demonstrates the the uh, sovereignty and the glory of our God yeah. as well, and that's a, that's a good thing. Yeah, any other benefits? Um, you know, I, I think you experience it it's kind of tether what I just said. You experience the Holy Spirit in a different way when you evangelize, when you're evangelizing, when your life is lived in a way that, um, you are expecting, anticipating and, and whatnot, what we just said to engage in those conversations. There's a, a level of intimacy that is a benefit to us when we evangelize that it, that you almost can't explain it in mm-hmm. one sense. Um, it's almost like going on a trip with somebody who, um, you respect or you love or you care for, uh, and you're going to assert and the metaphor breaks down at some point, but hang with me and you, you, you go and you're gone for 10 days or 12 days or 18 days or whatever with that individual and you're doing life with them, not exclusively, but in tandem for sure. The, the intimacy level only can grow. 
that, that it's a natural byproduct mm. of that. And so it's something similar to that. They almost can't explain, but um, the, the joy that it is to develop a deeper intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit and experience him in a new way. In yeah, one sense. That's so good. So good. And for me, I think when we, you know, you, you might still be like, maybe you're encouraged and maybe you're like, man, I'm still, I'm still <laughs> nervous. You know, yeah, I'm still, yeah. I'm still nervous. I'm messing up. Um, God's presence is in the whole process. And one of the biggest encouragements for me uh, from the book that I mentioned, the sacrament of evangelism is just the idea that God is like a really great coach who he knows our strengths. He knows our weaknesses and he always puts us in situations where we can succeed. Yeah. And remember that God is for you as much as he's for the other person. And he's going to put you in a position where if you'll step out in faith and you'll trust him to move and you'll trust that he's given you all that you need, you can succeed. And it might not look exactly like you imagined, mm-hmm. but it will be right. It, it will be what it needs to be. And the Holy Spirit, I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit to shape those interactions into what they need to be when we do them humbly and obediently and trusting God's spirit to move. Yeah. Yeah. May you walk into a coffee shop for an hour, get your caramel macchiato and just open your Bible Mm. and read it and see what happens. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's great. Put yourself in a position Put yourself in this. Yeah. To see what happens and say, God, help me pay attention. Yeah. And it's a reminder that God is always at work. He's always at work and we get to participate with him. The question for all of us, really, even in the face of our fear, is if God is always at work, how active would you like to be in what God is doing? Yeah. Right. I want to encourage you, don't miss out on the opportunities that God gives you to participate in his glorious work and to be on the other side of eternity and look back and to see all of the people that are a part of God's eternal community because we stepped out and we shared the good news that we too received. Totally. How amazing totally amazing and this is such a i mean i feel like we barely kind of touched the surface of this so khalil and i've decided we want to we want to take probably at least three episodes on this um why don't you tell us a little bit about that as we get ready to wrap up interesting we we kind of felt like this episode is is really about the heart of evangelism right to shape our heart in the process of evangelism. And then next time we kind of want to dive into the how of evangelism and give you some practical tools, which will involve testimony and scripture and really just some things that you can walk into a conversation with. Cause you know, sometimes it, it's like going into a fight when, with no bullets in the gun and you're, <laughs> you don't feel like you have the tools you need. We want to do that. And then maybe, maybe we'll do another one talking about just what it looks like to do this in community and to invite others and to, to cultivate a community of, of evangelism as well. But yeah. uh, we really do hope that this conversation at least triggers something, gets you started, right. moves you in the right direction. And um, if you've been wondering about the heart of evangelism or how to explain it, or you've been wanting to share that heart with someone else, but you just haven't had the words for it, maybe this would be an episode that you would share. Uh, share this yeah. with someone begin a conversation around it. We want this to be a resource for you and for uh, fellow disciples of Jesus to equip all of us to walk with him more faithfully. That's the heart of everything. Absolutely. And we would also encourage you to rate and review, um, hit those five stars or six or however many they allow us to hit seven stars. That's God's number. Is that, (laughs) (laughs) it helps us and uh, we appreciate your faithfulness and listening and sharing and passing Mm -hmm. this along. So feel free to, 
uh, continue to do that. Yeah. And we have recently launched our Patreon. If you're new and you haven't heard about that, uh, we, we just love, we're so encouraged, man, by how many people listen to yeah. this show and Certainly. all the stories I hear, we hear of people who have shared this episode, shared it with someone else, a friend in another state who's listening, who we don't know. And, uh, we have listeners all around the world. We see that when we look at some of the statistics from listeners. And so just to have you joining and being a part of it means so much to us. And if you want to support the show in a deeper way and help more people encounter these truths and to grow as as we all explore the Christian faith together. You can support us monthly for any dollar amount you would like to. All of that would benefit the show and, and benefit the content that we're putting out. Yeah. So thank we're you so humbled. much yeah, for being a part of uh, this conversation around the table. May you go yeah. forth. May you not wait to share God's truth and share God's love with the people around you. Know he goes before you. He is empowering you. He is already at work. And if you will step out in faith, there's no telling what we'll see him do.